you're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 45, How I Journal for Success. All right, you guys, here it is. I've been promising this for at least a couple of weeks now, and I know that I've mentioned it at least a couple of other times, but here it is. It's the episode about journaling. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I have a lot to say, but that, I mean, really, really, what else is new, you guys? I always have a lot to say. I always am able to say at least most of what I'm trying to say, more or less. (laughs) Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, you guys. Every week we talk about fitness matters that matter to you. And this one, you know what? This one might or might not matter to you. Honestly, this one is, this one even has a disclaimer. Let me start with the disclaimer. I'm going to tell you that I personally find journaling to be ridiculously helpful on my fitness mindset, personal goal journey. I have always journaled. I mean, I'm going to tell you all about that in just a couple of minutes here, but I have always journaled. I find it to be very, 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 very helpful but I understand that not everybody does. And it's actually why I'm sharing my process because I think that maybe the reason you don't like to journal is because, and I'm gonna say because you're doing it wrong, even though I don't mean it like that, (laughs) because the disclaimer is that you can't do it wrong. (laughs) But I understand what it feels like to feel like you are doing it wrong. And again, I'm gonna get to that in just a second when I talk about my history with journaling. But so here's the disclaimer. I am creating for you this podcast that explains everything that I do in my process. My process might not work for you. Truly, in in almost every way, everything that I do is always just an example of how I'm doing it and the way that I have found success with things. When you figure out what works for you, it might be exactly like me, it might be kind of like me with a couple of tweaks, it might be entirely 180 degrees different from the way that I do things. It really, in the long run, doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something that feels right for you. And I mean that in every sense not just about journaling, about your fitness, about your weight, about your goals, about your relationships, about your life. If you like you, then my work here is done. Like that's, that is my only goal in life is to help you love yourself. For me, journaling has really helped me love myself, but not always. And that's why we're going to talk about my history with journaling. I got my first diary, you guys, when I was, I got it for Christmas when I was, how old would I have been? Seven? No, maybe eight, maybe nine. I don't remember for sure. Old enough to remember it, young enough to not remember it entirely. I know I got it for Christmas. I know I was super, super, super excited. It had like a blue and white cover and a little lock and a teeny tiny little gold key. And I was so excited. My sister had had a diary before and I remember that it was very grown up to have a diary. And so I was very excited about having my own diary. And then of course I had absolutely no idea what to write because because really, what does an eight or a nine-year-old know what to say? I know that I had, I had felt in my heart that I had things to say. In fact, that was, that was about the time 
that I really thought I was going to be a professional writer when I grew up. Right around, right around eight or nine years old was when I started creative writing and enjoying writing. And so I, I totally thought I was going to be a writer when I grew up. But but my journal entries, I mean, they were diary entries. It was very, dear diary, I went to school today and that boy that I like never looked at me. <laughs> it was it was absolutely just a recitation of the things that I had done during the day. It was all it was all action, no thought. You know, there was there was nothing revelatory in those diary entries. And I kept uh, not just that one diary. I probably had a series of, oh, at least a good handful of diaries uh, through high school. So elementary through high school, I kept a very dear diary kind of diary. And the thing that I vividly remember about writing in my diary is feeling guilty. I remember feeling guilty when I didn't write. Like I would say, dear diary, I'm so sorry I've been neglecting you. Isn't that hilarious? That at that age, I was already putting guilt on myself about things that I wasn't doing right. I didn't recognize that at the time, but I recognize it now. And I have long since, long, long since destroyed all my old diaries. I have no desire to read them again. And, and again, I'm going to tell you why here in just a second, but, but I have no desire to read them again. I, in fact, I still... I am looking through my current journal now to give you examples and talk to you today about how I journal now. But other than that, I really never reread what I have written. I have no desire to go back and ruminate over it again. I have plenty of thoughts in my mind. I really don't need to revisit old ones. But anyways, so high school was the last time that I really, like... I wouldn't even say that I was all that consistent with it by the time I was in high school. When I was a young woman, I I think I tried to journal a couple of times, sort of here and there. I remember being hyper aware of when I was journaling, that it just felt like I was complaining. I did keep a journal when... Well, when I first started dating my husband, so again, when I was in my like early to mid-20s, I was journaling... And, and I remember just constantly feeling like the only thing I ever journaled about was just complaining. I complained and complained and complained. And I felt really uncomfortable about that. Like I knew that I, I knew that I was unhappy. I knew that I had complaints, but I didn't like complaining. <laughs> I didn't like seeing myself like that. So even though I was, it simultaneously felt helpful to vent and get it out of my system. But I, I also, again, felt, I guess, guilty, maybe? Guilty isn't quite the right word I'm looking for here. Almost ashamed. I guess ashamed that I had so much to complain about. So when when I had kids, I I did more like journal planning kind of a thing. And I have long since come to the conclusion that while I can be very organized and while I am capable of planning ahead, these are things that I'm practicing telling myself right now. I feel like we've had a conversation about my my journey through productivity and how I am really consciously working on that. So I don't consider myself a natural planner. I'm capable of planning ahead in short periods, but I there's a there's a limit to how far ahead I can look. And so when I was in my early 30s, 
I really, really, really had zero experience with trying to plan ahead for anything. So I would try to plan and journal, like talk about my feelings and what I wanted to get done and, and then try to look ahead and use like, you know, a little day planner thing. Again, most, mostly based on the fact that my sister had a day planner and she seemed like an adult who had everything together. <laughs> and I know for a fact that she did not, but, but it was just that older sister thing where it was like, oh, look, she's got her life together. She has a day planner. <laughs> And so I tried that on for size because I felt like for sure I would feel better about myself if only I could be more organized. It doesn't work that way. Just so you know, you, you feel better about yourself by thinking better things about yourself, not by doing different things. Anyways, that's a whole nother topic. But so more recently over the course of the past, I'm going to say three or four years, really the past three years, I'm, I'm really more specifically like since my sister has died that I've tried journaling more because again, I had more things to say, still things to complain about, but I had more things to kind of get out of my brain and onto paper. And so for a long time, really years, it was, again, it was just kind of not necessarily complaining, but definitely just spilling my thoughts onto the paper and hoping that that would help me feel better because they were out of my system. That that in and of itself, just venting, I was hoping for some kind of relief. I wasn't necessarily looking for epiphanies. I wasn't trying to get at some deep truth or anything like that. I just wanted to get it out of my system. And to a certain extent, that is a very helpful way to journal. I just never felt like I was moving forward from it. I felt like like I was complaining. I mean, again, I'm, I'm just going to keep using that phrase because it is the overarching theme of, of me and journaling for most of my entire life until rather recently. What changed for me recently was discovering the Life Coach School, which I have talked about before several times. The Life Coach School is, well, it's a podcast that I was listening to, have been listening to for like a year and a half to two years now. And it is the the school through which I am now currently becoming a life coach. I have started my training. It's very exciting. I'm actually going to share something about that here in a couple minutes. But But her, Brooke Castillo is the teacher and her method of thinking about things just really speaks to me. The way that, and it's something that I have taught you, I'm going to reference the facts versus opinions episode, of course, because I always do. I'm also going to reference the how to change episode where I talk about what I have learned through the Life Coach School about how your thoughts create your feelings your feelings then drive your actions and your actions are how you get results. So understanding that over the course of the last, like, I'm going to say year and a half, I've really put some more effort into my journaling activity to, to look at my thoughts and try to create intentional ones. And so over the course of the last year or so, my journaling took on more more directed effort rather than just complaining. Trust me, there was still plenty of complaining, but there was a more directed effort to look at the complaints 
and try and basically solve for how I wanted to think about things instead. In fact, I've talked about this numerous times. That is one of the biggest questions that I ask myself all the time when I find myself feeling something that I don't really want to get stuck feeling. How do I want to feel? What do I want to think? So for a while, I had been journaling where I would spew out my list of complaints and then next to each sentence, I would, I would, well, not necessarily next to because I write in chicken scratch and it's in any notebook I could ever find ever, but sometimes on the next page or whatever, I would, I would remind myself, this is an opinion. This is not a fact. This is simply a thought and I can think anything I want. And so that was, that felt very productive, but I found that I was, that I was rather constantly trying to replace an old thought with a new thought. And while that is not a bad idea, it wasn't as helpful as I thought it was going to be. Sometimes it was very helpful. I mean, this was, this was something that I discovered for myself that once I understood that my thoughts could change, like at all, that I, I'm in charge of thinking whatever it is that I want to think. It was really exciting to come up with new thoughts that I could think on purpose and practice on purpose to think about you know old things in a new way. And so for a couple of a couple of really big things in my life that was actually very helpful, specifically with regard to productivity and thinking about myself as a procrastinator. I've been working on that for probably at least a year now, and I've come like so far. I, I really don't think of myself as a procrastinator at all anymore, and and I, I'm starting to really clearly see my productivity. But one of the things that that I still was missing, the piece that was missing for me is that when I was jumping to create a new thought, I didn't really, because I felt like I was complaining, I didn't really spend enough time in the old thought to truly understand it. And that is what I am doing with my journals now. The Life Coach School has has taught me this tool that I, I'm not going to try and explain it in great detail right now. It's called the model, and it is it is a thought model. It is a way for thinking about everything in life, and it, it's it's what we've talked about before with how thoughts create feelings, feelings drive your actions, actions produce your results. But I didn't understand exactly how powerful this was for me. Because I was kind of skipping from understanding that I had one thought into trying to simply change to another thought, I was really skipping over the part where I truly understood what that old thought was creating for me in my life. So my current journaling experience, and and I want to be really clear that because I've already seen how much my journaling has changed over the years, I don't think this is my final destination. I think that this is where I am right now. And I really do expect that there will be more and different journaling in my future, which is, again, why I'm not telling you, oh, hey, this is the way to do it. This is a way to do it. And this is what is working for me right now. And on your journaling journey, (laughs) this might be an important stop for you also. And it also might not in any event. What I do right now is 
I have something kind of particular in mind before I even start journaling. And this is new to me. This is really truly within the past, I'm going to say two months that I have started doing this. It's one of the things that held me back from journaling consistently before was that sometimes I would sit down and I'd be like, I really don't know what I want to talk about. I really don't know. I either had so many things rolling through my mind or I'd sit down and I would just pull up this complete blank. So now in the morning when I am getting ready to journal, usually when I'm in the shower, I'll start kind of thinking, what is it that's on my mind? What is it that I would like to figure out today? What is it that needs some kind of, some kind of ruminating, some kind of, of helping? And sometimes it's not even, I mean, again, I've got an example for you. I've got a couple of different examples for you. They're not always like problems. I'm not always trying to solve some problem. Sometimes I'm just thinking really great things and I really want to capture that as well. This is what I'm talking about with understanding my current thoughts and how my current thoughts are creating my current reality because thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions produce results. So your thoughts are producing results. So sometimes when I'm not complaining, (laughs) I really want to capture that too. I really want to see what exactly am I thinking right now that feels so good, that is generating so much positive action, which is getting me the results that I'm really looking for. So I take a snapshot is what I call it. I take a snapshot of a thing, a situation, things that I might have on my mind. I mean, as you can imagine, I'm still journaling rather frequently about my sister and my my feelings about dealing with her death and what that means for my life. I journal all the freaking time about productivity. It was really funny because I knew I was going to I knew I was going to talk about that at least a little bit. I really when I was going through trying to find you examples I had no idea how often I talk about productivity. I had no idea how often I talk about how I feel like I don't have enough time and how many times I have worked through that thought of I'm behind, I don't have enough time, I'll never get it all done on the daily almost. I mean, it's it's funny to me now how often I talk about that and how often I have to remind myself, of course I get everything done. This is my thought that I'm practicing. Of course, I get everything done because I do. I always get everything done. Sometimes it doesn't feel like I am calm and relaxed, but I always get everything done in any event. So I journal about something and I really, rather than trying to journal all day and get all my thoughts out, I really do kind of keep it to one thing. And that I think is what has really helped me be more consistent with it because I'm not sitting down thinking I have to write three pages. I'm not sitting down thinking that I really have to produce something. I'm sitting down with an idea already in mind and and you can absolutely do this with like journal prompts. Have an idea or or get an idea from somebody else about what you want to write about. It makes it so much easier. You can wrap your brain around the thing that you want to write about. So I will write about a situation. I mean, uh, I know I told you guys about getting feedback 
from, you know, like the podcast or from my channel or for whatever. So I'll, I'll write about the situations like that. I, I think I even shared with you my journal entry about when I went live accidentally or when I did the double live, maybe both of them, when I was super embarrassed, totally did some journaling about that. <laughs> I, I write about whatever is, well, maybe not uppermost on my mind, but I write about whatever feels compelling to me and also something that that I'd really like to figure out. I come at my journaling not like a venting session anymore, but like I wonder what I'm going to discover about myself today because I always do every time I sit down. And it's not always like some huge epiphany, but I will find that when I sit down and I'll start writing about whatever the topic is, there's always one sentence that sticks out to me like, I had no idea I was thinking that. And I always look forward to it. I'm always like, which one's it going to be? Is it coming out of my hand right now? I don't even know. (laughs) And so I really have found that I look forward to journaling now because there's always going to be one little nugget that I'm like, wow, I had no idea that I was thinking that. I had no idea what that was going to produce for me. So here's what I do now. I let myself vent about whatever my topic is. And sometimes it's, you know, venting and complaining. And sometimes it's like, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Then that one sentence, whenever, whenever that one sentence pops out, I can feel it. It is a physical like ding in my body. Like, oh, there's the sentence that I didn't know I was thinking that is producing some kind of a result for me. And I want to see what's going on with it. So I pull that sentence out and then I write down T-F-A-R, which means thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And I figure out that one sentence, that thought, I sit with just that one thought and I decide, what is this particular thought in and of itself, not in the context of everything that's going on in the world or everything that's going on with everything, but in and of itself, what does this sentence feel like to me? What feeling is it creating for me? And you will find that if you, if you practice this, and I do encourage you to do so, but if you practice this, you will find that every sentence you write, even if they're all sentences on the same topic, every individual sentence that you write has its own feeling, has its own nuance of a feeling. There's a difference between embarrassed and ashamed. And you'll find it when you parse out two different thoughts that you have about a situation in which you felt embarrassed and ashamed. But anyway, so I sit with the one thought and I figure out exactly what kind of a feeling it's producing for me. And then I think about that feeling. I let myself literally feel the feeling in my body. If it's embarrassment or shame, I let myself get sweaty and pit in the stomach churning and all that kinds of yuck that comes up when you feel embarrassed. And I think, what do I do when I feel this way? What are my actions? And then I try and decide all of the different actions and inactions that I take from that feeling. Because again, you'll have lots of thoughts about a particular situation and they'll each produce their own different feelings and each feeling will generate a slightly different action. It's why you find yourself sometimes, why we all find ourselves sometimes 
behaving almost like erratically. Like I want to do this, but then I'm doing that, but then I still want to do this. So I get started on that, but then I find myself not doing anything at all or overthinking or getting stuck and all those kinds of actions and inactions come from different thoughts and different feelings. So when I can parse out, these are the exact actions and inactions that I am doing and not doing from this particular feeling, then it will become very, very clear exactly what my results are from that one thought. And I will tell you, this is something that has become ridiculously clear to me. When I'm telling you thoughts create feelings which drive your actions, which produce results, I will tell you that the direct line is that your thought gives you a result. You have to go through the feelings and the actions to get there, but the thing that you are thinking is creating a result in your life. And this is the piece that was missing from my journaling puzzle. Now that I am practicing this every single day, it is becoming ridiculously clear to me exactly how I'm producing the results that I am producing in my life, exactly why things are happening. Now, I will tell you, I'm just going to spoiler alert because I always give you a spoiler alert. This has not solved anything for me in my life. I am not suddenly perfect and everything is working wonderfully. And now I'm, you know, getting everything I've ever wanted in my entire life. But I'm understanding more and more every single day how powerful my thoughts are. It's helping me choose powerful thoughts to get powerful results. When you start journaling like this, which I do encourage you, even though it's not the only way and even though it's not the right way, I encourage you to give it a try and see for yourself exactly what you are creating for yourself in your life. It will help you understand, first of all, just how ridiculously powerful you are. And second of all, how, how you got where you are. When you understand how you got here, it'll help you figure out how to get there, wherever there is, wherever it is that you want to go. And the way you get there, again, spoiler alert, is by thinking thoughts that are going to create feelings, which is going to drive your actions and produce your results. Let me give you some examples. So it's always good to understand things in theory. I love understanding the theory. You know me. I love knowing why something works. I love knowing the behind the scenes. I love knowing all about why your brain does what it does and why we do what we do and all that kind of stuff. But, but Paula, how does this work in real life? <laughs> like here I am journaling about something and it all just feels like a mess and it's all just like all these different thoughts that I have and I'm angry or upset or unhappy or confused or whatever. I get it. I totally get it. So let me share with you a couple of really direct pages from my journal, which have helped me understand exactly what I am creating for myself. And I will tell you that the very first one I'm going to start with, interestingly, is a journal entry about journaling. This, this was not even all that long ago. And this was me trying to figure out how to be more effective 
with my journaling. This was, in fact, one of the first days, is it even the first day, that I started with doing the model, the thought model. The, it, it's the C-T-F-A-R model, or the model. C is your circumstances, which is the fact of the situation. T is your thoughts. F is your feeling. A is your actions. R is your results. I'm going to refer you, of course, to the Life Coach School. Um, I'm going to see if I can find a really specific episode of the podcast where she explains the model significantly better than I'm explaining it here today. But that way it comes directly from directly from the horse's mouth so that you can understand it better. But I'm pretty sure that this was the first day that I really sat down and committed myself to practicing understanding my current thoughts. So so I start off with put in the work, man, because <laughs> this was me deciding that I was going to journal every day. So I said, I should be doing this every day and I should be uncovering my mind. I should be better at this. There's a right way to journal and I'm doing it wrong. And that thought, when it came out of my hand, because I, I swear, it, apparently it was in my head and I didn't hear it until I was writing it. There's a right way to journal and I'm doing it wrong. The circumstance in this case, the fact of things, is that journaling exists. People journal. I journal. My thought about it is I'm doing it wrong. I had no idea I thought that about myself. I knew that I, I knew that I felt like I should. I knew that I felt like something was wrong and like I could be better at it. I did not realize that I was thinking that thought. I'm doing it wrong. My feeling that is created from that thought was stupid, behind, ashamed, and embarrassed. Now, I will tell you that generally speaking, you want to find one feeling for each thought because it really is very direct. A thought produces a feeling. And this is something that I'm really working on refining my vocabulary. I find, and this is this is just who I am as a human being, I find that I have more things to say. <laughs> I know you're so surprised by this, right? But I have found it a lot more difficult than I thought to pick one feeling. And that is something that I am practicing, is, is really sitting with the thought long enough to decide which one feeling it's producing. So if I had to guess, I would say that I, would, I feel ashamed or embarrassed when I say I'm doing it wrong. So the actions and inactions that I produce for myself or drive from the feeling of embarrassed or ashamed is that I put in half efforts. I procrastinate. I hold myself back. I'm not truthful with myself. I don't come to any epiphanies. I only journal sometimes. I don't spend very much time on it. I put it away quickly and I don't want to look at them again. Some of those things I'm, I don't necessarily need to change. It's totally fine. But the result what I am creating for myself is that I'm doing journaling wrong because I'm thinking that I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I'm not getting what I want out of it. Isn't that amazing how that thought created its exact result? Something else that I wrote about journaling, and this was actually a couple, almost a week before that other one. So it was not the first time I wrote about journaling because this is something that I think about with some frequency. So here's what I was writing about journaling the week before. 
I don't want to complain. I don't want physical evidence of me whining about problems that aren't problems. I don't want it used against me. I hate to sound like I'm complaining. I don't want to be a person who complains. I'm better than that. I'm too good for complaining. And the thing, the sentence that came out of my hand that I was like, whoa, what? Was I don't want it to be used against me. I had no idea that I was thinking that. Like none. And as soon as I had that thought, all kinds of memories of different friends who talked behind my back or who said things about me, you know, all of those, all of those childhood things that we all have of, you know, friends who weren't really friends totally came bubbling up. It was so shocking to me, to my circumstance. The fact of this situation was once again, journaling the thought, I don't want it to be used against me. The feeling, oh my goodness, mistrust just instantly and hugely from that feeling of mistrust, the actions and inactions are that I hide my thoughts from myself and the journal. I cover up my true feelings. I don't write things down. I don't see myself clearly. I don't let myself have freedom. I judge myself. The result from the thought, I don't want it to be used against me, is that I use it against myself. The idea of journaling, because I don't want it used against me, I was using it against myself and not getting what I wanted out of it. I was mistrusting myself. Isn't that crazy? This is the power of journaling like this. It's not the getting your thoughts out part. The getting your thoughts out, sometimes you can have a epiphany. Sometimes you can jump and be like, oh my gosh, I never realized I was thinking that. But when you realize what your thoughts are creating, it's a whole nother level, my friends. Let me give you another example. Okay, you're gonna love this one. Anybody who has been around the Killer Beehive, which is my super private, interactive, and very supportive Facebook group, you have heard me talk about how you have to solve a new problem when you are done with whatever your goal is, how you have to give your brain something else to think about. It's a whole nother topic. I feel like I've probably talked about it on the podcast. In fact, I know I have, but I, I can talk about this again. In fact, if you'd like to hear about it again or in more detail, leave me a comment, let me know. But so the problem that I am currently trying to solve is how to keep my house clean. There are numerous journal entries about trying to keep my house clean because it is a problem that I am currently trying to solve. And I'm solving it on purpose. I mean, I've, I've really resolved my weight. I've really resolved a lot of my business kind of stuff. I'm still working on productivity, like I said, but, but I'm, I actively gave myself a different daily problem to solve so that I would stop worrying about my weight. So in any event, the the circumstance, the fact of the situation is that houses get dirty slash houses need to be cleaned. Here are my thoughts. I hate that I have to clean the house every single day. I hate that it won't stay clean when I clean it. I hate that there's ash from all the fires lately and now tiny bugs everywhere. For whatever reason, this is unrelated, but I just need to explain this. For whatever reason, we have a whole house fan, which you open up your windows just a little bit and it, it 
pulls in the air and it blows all the hot air out of your attic. So it really cools your house down super nicely overnight when it's still hot outside like it is currently here in California. We are still the first week of October or slash last week of September still experiencing 100 degree days. In any event, for whatever reason, there was a couple of days over the past couple of weeks where we had all these little teeny tiny bugs and they weren't, they weren't like fruit flies. They weren't flying around food. They weren't bugging us. It wasn't mosquitoes or anything. They were just these little itty bitty teeny tiny bugs that were up in the lights. So they would come in through the windows and then they would gather around all of the light fixtures. And so I had to vacuum these, you know, millions of these tiny little bugs up for like 45 minutes somewhat recently. So anyways, I was angry about that and I was venting in my journal. <laughs> anyways, I hate that there's ash and now tiny bugs everywhere. I want somebody else to take care of this. I don't know how to mop effectively. The floor never feels completely clean. There are way too many tasks for the house to ever be completely clean. I don't want to do any of the tasks, but I wish my house was clean. So the thing that it wasn't a huge surprise because I've said this in my journal numerous times, but I was like, do I really feel this way? Like I was a little surprised that this was a thought that I keep thinking because it doesn't sound productive and therefore I wanted to see what it was producing in my life. The The circumstance, the fact is house cleaning. The thought that I pulled out of that little venting session was I hate that I have to clean every day. This is something that I'm kind of coming to terms with right now, by the way, is creating for myself some kind of schedule where I do some cleaning every day. And I know that this system works. I understand in theory that this system works, but I'm really fighting against it because do I really want to clean every single day? Can't I just sit down sometimes? And so this is what I'm realizing by thinking this thought. I hate that I have to clean every day. The feeling that that generates for me is resentful. <laughs> you probably heard it in my voice. <laughs> resentful. And the actions that that feeling drives are things like I notice the dirt and do nothing about it. I complain in my head constantly. I think about how much there is to do and why I can't do it. And I take no pride when I do clean. The result is that I am creating for myself a house that's never clean. When I think I hate that I have to clean every day, I am producing, creating with my thoughts, a house that's never clean. That is so powerful. Me thinking that I hate to clean is producing a house that needs to be cleaned. When you when you realize what you're creating for yourself, it will make you want to have a journal entry like this one. This was the first day of, um, of life coaching school. The first day that I went to class, it was very exciting for me. And I even said, I'm so excited. Today is going to be an amazing day. I'm starting life coaching school and my week has been calm and productive. I get everything done when it needs to be done. And I'm going to show up for myself today. I am so worthy of this and I am really excited to be here. So the circumstance of this one, the fact is that today, <laughs> today exists. Today is a day. <laughs> and my thought was, I'm so excited to be here. The way I felt when I thought that thought was bold and 
powerful. I'm so excited to be here. And it's funny because you might think, this is totally to the aside, but I'm going to point it out to you. You might think when I think the thought, I'm so excited, that the feeling would be excitement. And yet, thinking about the thought, it created for me that that thinking that I'm excited actually just created this feeling of, of power and empowerment and feeling bold that it was related to excitement, but it wasn't just excitement. I thought that was very fascinating. Sometimes you're telling yourself or you're thinking, I'm so happy that, but then the feeling that you're getting from thinking that you're happy is something totally different. Pay attention to that. Just because you're saying, I feel such and such, doesn't mean you actually feel that. Anyways, my feeling, bold and powerful. My actions, tackling the to-do list, getting things done, not procrastinating, feeling calm, confident, managing my mind, being present in the moment. The result from thinking I'm excited to be here was that I was fully here in the moment. I created for myself a day that I really showed up. How about that? How about that? Your thoughts create your results. The things that you have in your life, you have because of thoughts that you have thunk, which produced feelings, which drove your actions, (laughs) which then gave you your results. (laughs) You guys, you guys. Okay, this was a lot to take in. I hope that the examples were helpful. I hope that seeing in action exactly how I journal and the things that I say, and I mean, I'm kind of hoping, honestly, that when you hear how brief my journal entries are and how powerful they are for me, that you can kind of maybe maybe let yourself off the hook. I actually really encourage you to journal about journaling first. Really explore your feelings about your feelings so that you can even see what you are currently producing in your journals. If you aren't getting the success that you want from journaling, start thinking about what it is that you are thinking about journaling and what you want to get from it. There are so many different ways you can journal. For me personally, I have a little book that has some clear blank lines. I'm not artistic enough to draw my thoughts or my feelings. I have zero patience with trying to make it look pretty. I do have lots of different colored pens. I love to be colorful, but I will tell you that my handwriting is absolute chicken scratch. In fact, I, I, st- I really truly had some difficulty reading to you from some of these journal entries because I'm just writing whatever comes out of my head as fast as it comes out. So my journal is not pretty. It doesn't look good. It feels good to me. But you should feel empowered to journal in whatever way feels best to you. This works for me And I will tell you that what it came down to for me when I thought about journaling and what I wanted to get out of it, I really wanted to be committed to it. I know, I mean, I believe that that journaling is helpful. I know 
because I believe <laughs> that, that journaling is helpful, that journaling is going to get me where I want to go. So I made a commitment. When I, when I plunked down the money to become a life coach, and this is the tool that they use to help you explain all the things in your life, this, they don't call it journaling, they, they call it a thought download, which is essentially the same thing. You write all your thoughts. But I realized that if I was going to be effective and get my money's worth, but also in order to, to help you, that I really needed to commit to journaling every single day, to, to being part of this process. I wanted to see for myself how powerful this is so I can share it with you and help you get the power out of it. So I really made a commitment and I really try to come to my journaling with a sense of curiosity. I like to... I like to be surprised at whatever whatever comes out of my hand. I'm always like, "Oh, wow. This is this is exciting. Who knew that I was thinking this?" And I like to sit down with an open mind of wondering what I'm going to discover about myself today. Not trying to solve a problem or making myself right for a certain amount of time or thinking that it has to be done a certain way, but simply being open and curious to whatever this process brings me. It really freed me up from feeling like I had to, from feeling like it was a chore. That thought of, I wonder what I'm going to, I wonder what I'm going to discover today drives a feeling of curiosity, (laughs) which causes me to actually journal every day. And the results that I'm getting is that I am discovering new things about myself thoughts create results, my friends. Anyways, the other thing that I have learned for myself, these are what I call the three C's, the commitment, the curiosity, and the constraint. By constraint, what I mean is that I really do limit myself to one page. Every now and again, if something is just really roiling through my brain, I'll get two pages out of it. And this is, it's a relatively small journal. I think it's the uh, like five by seven. So the pages aren't big. I, I commit to writing a page but I don't ever have to do more than that. And honestly, I can even do less. As long as I've got a couple of sentences, I constrain myself to the one page so that it never feels overwhelming. When I tell myself I only have to do a little, <laughs> that thought makes me feel like everything is possible. It makes me feel confident that I can get it done. It drives the action of following through, writing in my journal, learning what I want to learn, getting what I want out of it. And then it produces the result of getting what I want, of having a small space, a small slice of my brain figured out every day. You guys, you guys, you know I want to hear. I mean, I mean, come on, (laughs) you know I want to hear what this brought up for you. I feel like today's topic was actually easier in so many ways. You might uncover some deep feelings about yourself from this, and, and honestly, I hope you do, but I don't think this was one of those gut punch episodes where you're like, oh, I totally see myself in this, and this is so difficult. I hope that what you feel from this episode is a sense of freedom and curiosity and power. When you think about journaling as being powerful, you might get a feeling of boldness. You might then commit yourself to journaling every day and you know what results you'll get? Any results you want. 
you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. I will talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.